Dude, it worked. It worked nice. Sabaho, sabaho, everybody. I hope you guys, I, I'm hoping, well, everything hopefully, hopefully, uh, blah, 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 blah. start over. Good morning. Sabaho. Mahjid, sabah al khair, ahlan, Davin Davis. Good morning, man. Good morning. Um, hope you guys are doing well. And we are live. El Josa, hey, man. Uh, a little bit flustered. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having a little bit of a, an uh, interesting ahlan, ahlan, Mahjid, ahlan, khalik. It's it's an interesting day. So obviously we're um, it's Saturday, the thirteenth of March, twenty twenty one, and um, this month has has okay. So we're not even we're almost halfway into this month, and we've already had a lot of announcements, a lot of launches, a lot of things coming up, and they're not done. There's a lot more coming in at the end of March. I promise that much. That at least on the channel here. Um, my hope is that we'll be able to cover obviously everything. Uh, hey, we got another Tariq in the in the chat. Hey, uh, so it, uh, Tariq in there. Hey, TK. Um, so good morning. Uh, so Tariq is well. I'm, Tariq is my name as well, but uh, Tariq is uh, is in the chat. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, Majid. Always. Um, so yes, sorry. First time I've seen uh, Tariq or Tariq in in the chat. Um, so I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, it's exciting to see somebody else, uh, AR 1980. Good morning. Sabaho everybody. And, um, so I can say this much, if I count in my head correctly, um, I can probably say this, uh, there's probably going to be at least four, five, maybe five different other announcements coming up by some, uh, you know, like decent announcements by the end of this month, um, that are, uh, that I've been so, things that I'm still working on trying to kind of make sure kind of to, to work in there. Uh, DGNX is there. Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, D Trey's asking a quick question. So, what do you think of better purchase, the V60, the Xperia 1 Mark II, or the Motorola Edge Plus? Um, headphone jacks and expandable storage are a main consideration. And since you're kind of considering the V60 and the Xperia 1 Mark II, um, so it depends on what you're looking for from an from the price point. But if I had, if I would say, if you have access to all of these three devices, um, I personally would probably say the more well-rounded one that I think most, uh, I think you'll easily be able to kind of get the, uh, the, the pictures and everything out of it. I think like the V60 will be probably a little bit more, um, general, more user-friendly because of the UI elements and so, and, and the way the setup is gone. Um, if you want for camera, I feel like I think the Xperia 1 Mark II with the alpha inf uh, influenced camera that's built in into it, I feel like still performs much better. And now with the fact that you can use it as an external monitor to a DSLR or the, or other devices, I feel like it just got a little bit of a leg up, um, although they both have very nice headphone jacks and they both have expandable storage and, of course, both wireless charging. Great. Uh, the V60 obviously is a great, you know, large format uh, display, massive battery, headphone jack, all the good things, of course. So hopefully that gets in there. Gary's in there as well. Good morning. Um, EGNX says, I like the beard and <laughs> it's well presented. Uh, may I ask, how do you maintain it? Uh, simple. Uh, literally, I mean, you know, beard oil, uh, uh, basically balm in there as well to be able to kind of keep it moisturized. But it, it's all about maintenance every morning. And then, of course, uh, making sure that you just kind of get used to it. It literally becomes part of you once you once you uh, build it up. Uh, and the short answer is it's not an entire beard. It's literally just a goatee. But because it's so large in the sense of the way it expanded, um, it actually fits and it looks more, it fills up the side. So if you kind of look at it from the back, it's actually there's not much in there. So uh, it's easier to handle for me from a daily maintenance. But 
the natural color kind of just built it on its own. I was never really intending to have it as a full beard, but it did end up taking a life of its own, actually literally becoming the brand of the channel. Um, uh, digital slang. Hey, man, good afternoon. Hope I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, uh, ear is doing in there. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Don, uh, Donnie, Dondi, sorry, Dondi, uh, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, TK, uh, new video coming, TK Bearded Essentials. I, I keep wanting to do something. So Devin's asking, you know, like, why don't we just do a, a Beard Essentials uh, video for this? I'm not sure if it will really kind of like, I, I realize that for us, this is something we could totally do on like a Saturday morning with tech where we all chit chat and talk about it. But I'm not sure if it's something that if I, if, if we put it out, that it'll actually make people feel, you know, like I didn't subscribe for that, or this is part of what it is. So it's more of on that side of the, of the thing, or maybe even just, I should just start more uh, like make it into a, like an Instagram or, uh, you know, kind of a, a beard lifestyle kind of a thing, a morning routine. Um, Oh, dude, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Goku all the way, as you can imagine. And actually been hiding Goku. There's a, oh, sorry, other side. There's a Goku sitting right there. If you guys can see his eyes, this, the guy used to be back in the bigger poster up there. Uh, <laughs> Yannick, uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm definitely down for it. I need to figure out how to, um, how to get better at those type of shots. Cause this is obviously not the environment I would be able to do all of this. This is more in the bathroom, which surprisingly is actually behind the wall right there. That's where it is for me. Uh, got a life of its, it, Gary, so Gary's like saying, TK, uh, sorry, uh, hi, ER, uh, Davin. So Gary's saying is, you know, obviously Tiki's Beard has a life of its own. And um, believe it or not, when, when I was doing the Sony event and, and we were in the middle of like pre-check and everything like that, um, they kept telling me <laughs> that this is how they're, the way they were telling me that I was in focus, they kept saying, your beard looks clean. And it, basically, you know, like it's clear for them to be able to see it. And it was never referencing me. They were referencing the, the beard. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe should I, like at this point should give it a name or something or like, I don't know. It, it wasn't in, in focus, but I was out of focus or something. One of those things. But yes, it has become on its own, uh, all, all, all on its own. Uh, <laughs> um, just for man. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, argan oil keeps the beard in shape. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's uh, there's specific beards that are made uh, in there. And there's also specific beard wash that you're also supposed to use. So it's not like regular shampoo. You don't usually use regular shampoo or soap to wash it. And that also helps maintain the uh, the moisture in it. And it doesn't become so dry and brittle. Uh, the long Because longer hair, especially when it's turning white, is not as healthy. So the white hair, unfortunately, loses a lot of the pigmentation. And every once in a while, when I'm actually cleaning it, I always find like these color, they, these hairs that are turning from black to white. And in that transition, they turn orange. So I always find like orange hairs every once in a while. Uh, uh, okay, okay. So there was a new... <laughs> yes, no, no. Xiaomi is definitely uh, going uh, flying to LA in two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Good morning. Well, welcome to LA. You're going to have great weather. We barely get any rain. Um, they have adjusted well, uh, if they have, oh, okay. I think he's responding back there. Uh, Greg is in the chat. Hey man, good morning. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, Greg, sorry here. <laughs> Greg is in the chat as well. And Greg's saying yeah, he gets the, uh, the orange hair. It's a weird transition. I, I, I don't know why the show is starting with, uh, with hair. And of course, now that I have that, I also have the dragon ball, uh, cup now. I don't know if you guys saw that video. I did that one with the new dragon ball. The other cup, unfortunately, um, got destroyed. So I don't longer have the uh, the dragon the the Goku and Vegeta cup that we used to use for the longest time. Uh, so uh, DJ Annex is saying is I, I bet you look good clean uh, clean, <laughs> clean shaved as well. Heads up if you want uh, if you want the, to see TK's. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I know. I, I get it, measured. I get it. I'll, 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 I'll see if I can. I'll double check on that. I didn't see the announcement this morning about Huawei. I, I didn't see that one. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of things going on this week. There's a lot of. Uh, I put out a couple. Actually, put out about five videos this week, and I know it wasn't as much as I normally put out. Um, it was more of a cluster of videos around the ROG Phone Five, and then of course, yesterday I was planning on trying to put out a video for the ROG Phone Five gaming video. But what happened to me is, in, and I don't know, just a little bit of BTS in the back, uh, back up here. Um, production for videos, anytime you're producing one video. So most creators that you guys watch or you guys see what they're doing, um, typically work on one video at a time. They work and produce one video at a time. They're not producing multiple videos of the same content. So an example for me on this, on the ROG Phone 5, although some of you guys might have noticed that, uh, basically you may have seen the video on the on my channel, uh, but I produced another, another video that went up also a little bit earlier than that on uh, XDA's channel, and that was also another long video. And then there was another video on my Arabic channel that also came up at the same day. So for the ROG Phone 5, although it seems like I produced one video, in reality I produced three videos, and that takes a long time. And uh, the same thing kind of went, went, went around for the uh, Find X3 Pro. Now, that one, I didn't produce anything for the for the XDA channel. I think they were going to cover that on their own. Um, but producing two separate videos in both languages, editing them separately, and they're not you know copies of each other. It's not like the one video dubbed. It's an entirely separate video. I, I actually purposely shoot them separately so that I never have a copyright concern coming in from the algorithm um, on the on the platform where it recognizes two content uh, two videos that are within, within a certain stretch as in copies of each other I don't want to get into that because of the concerns of the uh, you know violating any kind of rules and so on um, but short answer is yeah uh, even though it seems like I may not have produced as much I did produce about five videos and for three days in a row and of course we had the live stream on Thursday night uh, with Juan Carlos and Isa Isa Rodriguez if you guys haven't had a chance to catch it up um, and Joey B is asking if I actually use Chromebooks uh, yes um, I use the uh, the Pixelbook Go is my Chromebook to uh, to work with and then we also use another one uh, made by Acer for my son that's his daily uh, computer for schooling and um, access to those so uh, yes Chromebooks are uh, literally um, lifesavers when it comes down to basically long battery life, functionality, and of course, access to Android apps. So it's a great companion to your Android smartphone. Um, but the thing I was trying to kind of go back to is the, um, so for Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, because of the three things I was running at the same time, um, I literally got maybe about three and a half or four hours worth of sleep because I get, I, as you guys probably already know, I wake up early and it's just, it's part of how I am. So even if I sleep late, I still wake up early and then, um, yes yes <laughs> and um so the, the the thing is by friday morning seriously i was i was literally out i was out of energy there was just no um endurance in me for me to be able to basically focus enough to be able to produce again uh, a gaming phone a gaming video that could potentially be somewhere around the 10 to 15 minutes because of the content that i wanted to cover for it uh, it's not just talking about you know gaming in the sense of turning on a game and showing it which is what i do in my essentials videos uh, which also thank you again for everybody for the comments last time on the essentials. Uh, so that um, I wanted to kind of put them as the TK essentials in, in the title, like, you know, saying basically, like, you know, the Oppo Find X, uh, the Oppo Find X3 Pro TK essentials. It didn't sound like it jived well. So I just put in basically, I kept the essentials with the essentials and I'm probably going to create a playlist called the essentials video. Um, so in those videos, I typically show you obviously the performance. So you get it kind of a, a good glimpse of how the device handles this specific game, what maybe max settings this game is performing at. Uh, but what I'm going to do for the ROG Phone 5 is 
I want to actually go through the thermal part of it, that the consistency and frame rate. I also want to make sure that, you know, it's something that how long does it last on a full charge with a battery, you know, when you're playing games for, let's say, two to three hours at a time. Uh, those are things that I've, I feel like gamers that are looking for a smartphone like the, uh, that the ROG Phone 5 are considering. Those are things that they worry about. Uh, sound quality, uh, experience with the display. How does the speakers compare? Is it better with the speakers? Is it better with the uh, with the headphones? Um, how does it work with a controller like the Kishi? Do, do the speakers still sound right? Does it fit? Those are things that I feel like a lot of people, if they're considering this type of phone, would want to know. So that's the goal for that video, and I'm going to work on that as well. I, I'm also working on the, if you guys probably already saw on Thursdays, uh, we're talking about the wireless Go Mic 2 from Rode. Um, both Juan and I got access to these guys, and they are absolutely sublime. The five videos I produced all were recorded using this. So that was really, really nice. Um, <laughs> Greg's going to be driving. Yeah, man, be careful. Be careful. Oh, Donald is in the chat as well. Uh, uh, YouTube alerted me uh, just a few minutes ago. I'm glad that that one at least is working. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy that it's... Uh, uh, um, I'm really happy that it actually kind of worked out as well. And Majid, I, I really appreciate that the cameras are... Uh, you're liking the cameras as well. Uh, that's very, very nice. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, Daily Driver right now... I can tell you guys one of the two. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll say this. I can say one of the devices that I'm using, and that's obviously going to be the Find X3 Pro. That's uh, it's replacing, or it's basically uh, has it has replaced my Find X2 Pro in the sense of the daily driver from from a functionality standpoint. I feel like there's enough of an upgrade on the Find X3 Pro over last year's Find X2 Pro that I felt like it kind of does, does merit to be, uh, you know, I need to basically also put it through its paces when it comes down to the camera. That's the other thing I want to do. I want to do a video review of the cameras. Um, be it, you know, consider it if it's a gimmick or if it's not a gimmick realistically. That microscope camera that we have on here truly presents us a, an interesting approach to photography. And I'm not talking about photography, about subject photography. I'm talking about basically, uh, you know, like creating wallpapers, unique wallpapers that you can never, ever almost find online. Like these little tiny... Um, in, in the backyard, and one of the pictures I was showing in the video, um, let's see if I can share that with you guys real quick here. Uh, it was basically a, a picture where I was able to get, like, seriously, a really nice uh, crystallized image. And it's hard to explain it, you know, without kind of showing it to you guys. And it's obviously not going to look the best. So here, this picture that you guys are looking at right there is a picture of a brick in the backyard. It's me putting the camera on the actual sensor and I'm zooming into it and it's creating these little things that we probably would never see. And that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people may not notice. Uh, telephotos are great. Cameras are great. Wide angle lenses and so on. But I feel like the microscope sensor or the microscope uh, sensor that we have here with the ring light around it really in opens up a new feature. Now, is it going to stay? Is it going to happen again? Obviously, we'll have to make a decision on what they want with this device uh, in the next series and the Find X4 and so on. But where we are right now, I feel like it's a good experimentation in the sense of that feature being a new feature. But they gave us also two new options where it's two 50 megapixel sensors, a wide angle lens and an ultra wide. So those are big things for us that we normally don't get. But they also did another thing where they kept the color calibration between the lenses or the sensors the same so that it doesn't feel like you're taking pictures with multiple cameras when you're doing like a wide angle lens, suddenly the colors go muted on some devices. Here, it actually looks really good and it keeps and it stays great all the time. Um, and that's one of the things that I always appreciate about what we get from Oppo's cameras. Uh, and what one of the reasons why it made me appreciate the Find X2 Pro 
was the way the cameras worked. And and I'm pretty sure if Matt is in the chat, obviously he'll he'll exactly you know back that up if you've ever used it. Um, it's it's one of the best options available realistically uh, as far as Android, and uh, it really makes me very intrigued to see what we see coming in from uh, let's say later on when OnePlus makes the announcements on the on their devices because if we saw what we saw last year the Find X2 Pro was somewhat of a heavy inspiration into what we saw with the uh, OnePlus 8 Pro so that's a big factor and I feel like a lot of us appreciated that not on the sensor sorry not on the sensor but definitely on the technologies that we get with uh, the display uh, oh Chemi's in the chat as well hey man good morning uh Chemi's saying that basically the front-facing camera on, um, on your review looks like an oil painting uh, somehow. Uh, the blemishes, uh, oh, oh uh, the the beautification was at max, I think. Uh, it does have beautification on the front-facing whenever you're taking uh, pictures on it uh, on by default. Um, and I will make sure to pick, take some images with and without. Uh, I typically don't like to turn on beautification. Uh, it's not a feature that I feel like we'll have, we'll be able to improve on this thing, you know. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know where I, the web that came from. Um, <laughs> but yes, what I meant to say essentially is I, I typically turn it off. It's not one of the things I usually keep it on. Uh, Davin's with. Um, I agree with you, Juan and Isa, um, on the live stream on uh, uh, on the live stream with Oppo. I feel like with every year, their phones are limited edition to keep things unique. Uh, and and it is. It's a big big part of what they do. Uh, the Find X, the the original Find X, obviously was a very different device from what you saw with the Find X Two Pro. I mean, when that came out, everybody was like, "Well, what happened to the mechanical pop up camera system, the color, the gradient, and so on?" But they did it right. I feel like they did it really nice last year with the vegan leather back. That that make it really nice. You get that orange with the gold uh, uh, tones in there. There was a green version of it. I think there was a gray one. Uh, it gave us a very unique, and it felt very much like a like i felt like a direction that i felt like oppo would definitely be consistently going for um, what we see this year is a slight shift now it doesn't mean we're not going to get a vegan leather option we don't know obviously but they could still potentially release different versions of it this is just the launch uh, options um and there's basically a, a mirror finish and a, and a matte finish matte finish obviously i feel like it's a little bit easier to work with if you're going to use it without a case but if you have a case on it i feel like the you know mirror finish is not bad it's just this very hard it's not very well. It's a very challenging phone to take a picture of. Let's just say that, uh, because ninety percent of the time, because of the reflection, uh, I've uh, you literally end up basically seeing the reflection, and it focuses on that your uh, your camera unless you're using a DSLR. So it's it's one of those things you kind of uh, work on that. Um, uh, take take me. Uh, Okay, so I think we have a few PUBG gamers here and, and a few few guys that live uh, there are in, in there as well. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I think Oppo is always going to give us the, the best that they feel like obviously is available. Is the micro lens a gimmick? Um, to a certain point, I feel like it's, it's definitely more of a novelty camera, right? It's not a camera you're going to use all the time, but it's a camera that you would appreciate if you're there. Like the one thing that drove me crazy was... Um, and I posted this, I think, on Twitter and as well as Instagram. The camera can see the pixels on the display. That's how deep that it can actually get. Like I put it on the watch, on the Oppo watch that I have, and I and I basically wanted to see basically how how does it look. And the reality is that was crazy. That was crazy. Like the ability of seeing pixels on the display without having, well, obviously it is a microscope lens, but without having to put on like a separate entire microscope and all is very, very cool. And I feel like for like a background or an image or a sample of something like that, this is something that is unique that no other smartphone can provide it. Are you going to buy it just for that lens? Probably not. You're probably going to get it because of the primary shooters that you get there. Um, the, the camera modes, the movie modes that we have in here are very, very nice. Uh, but you know, um, 
Uh, oh, Remo Tube. Hello, hello, man. We're getting a lot of cool. Okay, good. Welcome, welcome to everybody. Uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max or Oppo Find X2 Pro? Oh, Mehmet, that's a good question. Uh, but it's also a very polarizing question, right? I mean, if you're Team iPhone, if you're Team Android, it's going to obviously it'd be an auto answer for one of the two. Um, right now, with the flexibility that you get, I think I feel like the Oppo Find X3 Pro gives you a little bit more. Uh, and what I mean by no is that more, I mean by the functionalities of what you're getting with it, the control within the camera, the native camera application, uh, the filters that you have built in there, all the other options that you get there. And I feel like it still is a better choice for me, at least. Again, if I'm an Android user, that's kind of where I'm going to gravitate. Um, cameras on on Apple devices, I feel like are great. Um, I, I I love the fact that their videos do really well. I don't like their photography as much as I like Android, like some of the smartphones that we've seen. So it, they're both great. So I'll start with the base. They're both great cameras. If you have to choose, it really comes from where you're where there. If you're more of an iOS user, you're probably going to gravitate towards iPhones because that's where you're comfortable. On Android, I love using the default camera apps because you get so many more functionalities built into it. Oppo's done a lot of good things, especially with ColorOS 11, uh, and and a lot of them are implemented here. We're up to 11.2 on the Find X3 Pro. It's very nice. Um, oh, uh, the Realme 7X Pro or the uh, or the OnePlus Nord. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> Armandeep, I, I would probably ask you a question. Which Nord are we talking about? Is it, uh, well, actually, if you said Nord, you're probably talking about the 765 Nord. I'd probably go with the 765, uh, with the Nord. Uh, the Nord has a little bit more. It just, speaking actually with, since we're talking about the Nord, if you guys have a OnePlus Nord, if you guys saw the video that I pushed out on that, um, they had a video, they did release the Android 11 update for the OnePlus Nord, but it seems like they pulled it back because of some concerns. Some users have had problems when they have installed it. Uh, the best way whenever you install an Android update that feels like it's not 100% big, if you've ever had that problem, um, is to try to do a reset. So back up your data using OnePlus Switch, do a full backup of that, and then of course, reinstall and then reset the device and restore your data. So hopefully that should fix it. Um, but that was something that I saw this morning, um, uh, you know, uh, saw some some stuff in there. Um, Matt Tyler, Davin. Oh, hey, Matt, he's in there. Good morning. Uh, uh, just dropping in, uh, stuck at work. Yeah, see, it, it, it always happens. Every once in a while, uh, Matt's schedule always gets a little bit busy. Um, so uh, Armandeep says, I purchased the, one, uh, the Realme 7 Pro for a few days ago, which is a great option still. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the, this answer that I gave you prior to that, obviously, was if you're deciding between the two, not necessarily you already kind of bought one and you should change. Uh, if you've already invested in it, you're not going to be able to get the same amount of money if you try to sell it. So you have to also keep that in mind when you're considering changing devices. Uh, it's at the end of the day, whatever you're buying should be based on what you're able to and what you feel comfortable getting. Um, uh, okay, uh, uh, Virla Das is asking, uh, what is the time right now? So for me, if you guys are trying to figure that part out, uh, it is almost, uh, no, it's 11.01 a.m. on Saturday. So I'm sure, depending where you are in the world, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think more closer to India and closer to the uh, Asian uh, communities, I think it's more closer to the evening into the morning of the on Sunday. So that's what I've heard from before. Oh, Jermaine is in the, con in the, in the chat as well. Hey, good morning, Jermaine. Um, Oh, uh, Viralda is saying, I purchased the Galaxy S21. Uh, I'm not sure what the question is, uh, um, Virla. If you're saying if I purchased it, if you already bought it, then I'm not sure what the question is. If you can maybe explain that a little bit. Uh, oh, so John, Ke so John Keener is jumping in with the ROG phone. So I'll say this much. 
we still use the ROG Phone 2. You guys know, uh, if you follow the channel, obviously uh, most of you guys, Aditya knows, everybody in the chat will probably know. Uh, I've used the ROG Phone 2 for years. I purchased the Tencent edition, the Chinese edition version of it. I didn't buy the US version at the time, mostly because it was just not announced. Uh, back then, uh, Asus, for some reason, uh, released it in Asia as far as the Tencent edition. I think it was almost a month and a half before they released it into the European market. So we still use it. We have it. It, it got updated. We have all the updates in there. It, it broke. Uh, the display broke. I replaced the display, and now it's delaminating and so on. Uh, oh, Muhammad, uh, as Alan from Abu Dhabi, it's 11.02 p.m. in Abu Dhabi. Wow. Well, مساء الخير, مساء الخير, Muhammad. مساء الخير. Good evening, good evening. So for everybody that, um, I know I say sabaho all the time, so sabaho is good morning. Uh, good evening is مساء الخير. So good, you know, like uh, evening, uh, I don't know how to translate it. It just literally means good evening, literally. Um, but yeah, no, the RG Phone 2 has been serving us really well. And again, I feel like the RG Phone 5 took what I loved about the 2 and improved it. The 3 last year, although it was an improvement on what we saw before, they kept a few things different, obviously, right? They went up to the 144 hertz from the 120. That's an improvement last year. But they dropped the headphone jack. And at least the way we're seeing it now, not only did they bring the headphone jack, they brought a quad DAC with it. Um, I feel like that the aero cooler that we get now on this is actually much, much better. The squeeze functionality is much easier to use. We have four buttons. They so have the top and top right and left. And then now we have two extras with the air triggers that we get in here, which is very nice. Um, on, although the RG Phone 5 does not include the air cooler. That's the pro and the ultimate. For the 5, you have to buy it as a separate accessory. So there's a little bit of... That's one thing I feel like is a little bit of a takeaway where... And I'll say this probably because you'll see it in the video once it comes out, a little bit of a teaser on that. Gaming on the RG Phone 5 for an extended amount of time without the cooler can get pretty hot. Um, I played about a 25, maybe 30-minute session within PUBG. I was playing just a regular match, you know, just playing you know, four players. Uh, and we ended up winning the game, which was really, really fun. But the, the temperatures were like 111, close to being 115 uh, without, the, without the cooler on it. And that I mean, obviously I was pushing it. I was using it at all the highest setting on everything, but it really shouldn't be that way. I feel like the 888 as a processor, although can get a little bit warm, definitely needs some type of cooling and gaming phones are what can do it well for gaming sessions, for an extended amount of gaming sessions. I think casual gaming should not be a big issue. And like, if I was just going to play one match on PUBG and walk away, would not would not have been an issue. Um, I also feel like if I had a better case on it, it would probably would not have been as much of an issue because there was the other factor is when you're holding it without a case like this, uh, without obviously the air cooler, uh, you're more touching the actual device. So even though that definitely the design is, the design of the smartphone is made to withstand those temperatures for a certain amount of time, I feel like throttling at some point would going to be kicking in in there. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, is the Exynos good for gaming? Yes, Navid, I, I, there's no question that the Exynos can play games. It's better than what it was with the 990 on the 2100, but there's still some some warming up concerns as well. So it, it seems like this year, as opposed to where we had the 865 a little bit more consistent, uh, the 888 and the uh, the 2100 both have a little bit of temperatures, but I feel like the Exynos warms up faster than the uh, 888. That's, that's a better way to say it. Um, it is a little bit warm. Yeah, no, uh, I, and these are things that I'm, I'm not exactly very happy about because... The entry-level ROG Phone 5 doesn't have the additional sensors on the back, the touch sensors, because the Pro and the Ultimate have two extra touch-sensitive uh, sections. So we're, um, sorry, let's do it backwards here. So where we have one, two here on this one, on the standard model, 
the pro and the uh, ultimate have two sections here on the bottom right and the bottom left. So you have technically two and on the bottom. And then of course the air cooler adds two more. So in, in total, you should be in theory able to actually configure six buttons. Uh, kind of like Quan said it on Thursday's show, it's essentially doing the reverse claw on the phone where we normally used to do this on the smartphone when we play video games uh, on the phone. And then now we're literally just moving it to the back. It's better for ergonomics. It's easier to work with. I like the triggers on the back with the ROG phone, especially in PUBG and Fortnite because of the aim and shot, right? I don't have to actually kind of remember in there. So it's shifting it to the top. I can focus on basically pan and, and directional uh, buttons with my thumbs. And of course my trigger and, uh, and pull there. And then with the additional buttons, I imagine would be easier also to customize, uh, let's say, you know, switching uh, uh, the actual rifle that you're using, you know, depending on the uh, what you're doing, you can also uh, jump in and basically either duck and configure some of those there if you want to basically have just easier enjoyment of the game so you get the full view of your display without having your fingers kind of cramping style in there um, xperia does a great job with that because of the long form factor but we'll, we'll definitely appreciate it there let me see here um oh, yeah so uh jermaine saying yeah, dropping the headphone jack was a big yikes in general but even uh even specifically for gaming phones um, and i think what we mostly appreciate as gamers uh, on a smartphone or even on a pc it's lag we don't, sorry, let me say that back. We appreciate low lag or no lag. That's literally the best thing. So uh, response time is always a critical thing, especially in FPS games, because you're literally depending on your touch response, initiating the action and then getting the hit or getting the goal or whatever you're trying to do. And for games, PC gamers always love that. Now, I do use wireless in, uh, for my PC gaming, but those those technologies are, have, have moved on much, much further than what we see with you know Bluetooth connectivity when it comes to audio. Uh, because they not only have proprietary dongles that you connect to the PC, and that runs the transmission much faster, uh, but that's because it's been there for many, many years. Bluetooth inherently has a latency. It doesn't matter how fast they're able to get it. It still has a built-in latency that could potentially cause you to lose the game because if you don't hear somebody coming from behind you or coming around and you're using a wire you know wireless headphones that could literally cause a match if you're trying to play a game against somebody else so at the end of the day losing the headphone jack for the rg phone 3 was for me a big difference now again keep in mind you could still use USB-C headphones but the headphone jack has always been a standard where people already had headphones based on headphone jack like a 3.5 millimeter um, head, uh, earpieces so moving over to USB-C, changes technology, having to buy another headset. There's a lot of different things going on. I think a lot of people um, still like using their wired headphones. And I can actually use my um, my 770s because of the high impedance uh, support now on the RG Phone 5. It's a great pair of cans that you can actually listen to and enjoy. Um, let me see. I think I missed a few. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, here. Uh, Detail saying, since Samsung's for some reason is coming, everyone Apple does... Um, so I think Dita is trying to ask it essentially is, is it possible that since Samsung's trying to increase their support or their, their software support for some of their devices, is it possible that we'll probably get to a point where Android will provide us five years worth of support? Um, so the reality is you have to kind of factor in what you're getting with the price, right? So the more expensive high-end phones, you're generally going to be having some baked-in uh, pricing into supporting the device for that many years. Uh, the comment that I think you mentioned regarding Samsung support, it's not going to be a blanket statement support on every single Samsung device that is device that is released. You have to keep in mind, mid-range and uh, entry-level smartphones from Samsung will not receive that much. Uh, OnePlus already kind of does that with the Nord. The Nord is only promised one software update with the from the release 
release that it came out with. So it was released with Android 10 last year, the Nord, the N10, and the N100. And they're probably only going to see Android 11 as an update. They're not going to see Android 12. So having that function is always good. The question would be is how long do you wait for it and how well is it going to optimize for your smartphone? Or is it going to make things worse when you get the update? Uh, so those are things you always have to kind of keep in mind. Five years as a realistic software support, I probably would say five years of uh, security patch updates is, is a good way to do it. Uh, but the other thing that you also want to keep in mind is the Android support from uh, from Google on top, not necessarily just the, the manufacturers, because they're following what Google's providing from security patch updates. So once the device or an OS is no longer supported, those are going to be also kind of big factors in there. So five years is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, is it possible? Yes, but I probably would imagine it that it would be more on the higher end devices, but not necessarily like mid-range and entry level. Um, yes, uh, so here, um, Spartus Tech Reviews is saying, uh, from what I see, uh, it isn't the quad DAC, so it isn't the quad DAC, it's a different DAC made by ESS. It, they've listed it as a quad DAC, but it also has a very high... Um, it's listed as a quad DAC and it is a different ESS. It is actually made exactly by ESS, uh, but the quality of the audio on this definitely drives higher impedance headphones. It's improved over the one that we have on the ROG phone too. Let's just say this much. The last time they included a headphone jack was nothing like the one we see right now. Uh, it's the fact that they brought it back and they improved it over what we've seen in the past is the reason why we're, everybody's excited. It's generally, again, most companies, when they take something away, they don't typically bring it back. Um, Sony did it last year. I hope Sony, the Xperia one Mark III carries it this year. But the fact that what we've seen here, we're seeing something that is a little bit better than what we've seen in the past, which is good. It's always good for us. Uh, let me see here. I think, uh, Greg, yes. Uh, Aditya, thank you. Uh, TK, you've been killing it with the suite. The ROG Phone 5, the FX3 videos uh, were good. Liked them, uh, in action, uh, yes, and matched in quality and depth coverage. Uh, loved them. I appreciate it. And I made sure to put uh, chapters this time. I always made sure to kind of do chapters as well, um, which I feel like will help people if they want to be able to skip through things. And I pinned the first comment, I think, on the, on the videos to be those chapters so that you guys get a chance to, if you want to skip over to, let's say, the gaming section, the camera section, the video section, the audio section, uh, you can literally jump back and forth to whatever you want. So I felt like a little bit easier because they tend to be a little bit longer, uh, but it's seriously like if you're considering to make a, a purchase on the phone, like the phone, the RG Phone 5 um, or even the uh, Find X3 Pro, you'll have a good chance. You'll have a good understanding of what the device offers and if you, this is going to be the phone for you or not. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of devices or a lot of reviews we tend to see uh, that focus mostly on the high points and not necessarily maybe showcase some of the, the other points that we see in there. Whoa, I think I'm really, really behind. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mohammed. Uh, okay, so here's another good one. Uh, so I feel like the Snapdragon 870 is going to be the SOC of the year due to the budget pricing. So yes, the, the Snapdragon, thank you, by the way, Mohammed, for that question. Um, the Snapdragon 870, if we obviously, you know, uh, you guys probably already know, uh, is the Snapdragon 865 Plus Plus. So it's an overclocked version of last year's overclocked version of the one that came out at the beginning of the year. Um, it is still based on the same architecture, which means the SOC, the processor and the and the uh, modem are not integrated. So there's no uh, built-in 5G like we have it with the 888. Um, I think the 865 is a super capable processor. The fact that we're seeing devices come out with it in 2021 is a great function. It's a little bit cheaper, as Mohammed just mentioned as well. And the fact that it, we're seeing more devices carry it, it could basically mean that this ends up being more, somewhat of a, 
because it's not really a, a mid-range processor. This is seriously it's a flag, flagship processor. The 865 is 65 plus is literally maybe what five months old, five maybe barely. So the 870 is really not taking it that much further. So if you're running something from late 2020, you're still perfectly fine. And the 870 in 2021, we're seeing more devices, uh, you know, like other versions of the Find uh, of the Find X series as well as smartphones coming out with it. I'm excited to see that. I haven't had any of those devices, any devices that carry the 870 yet. And I'm really intrigued to see how that uh, how how the improvements are from the 865 plus because we have an 865 plus device here with the Note 20 Ultra in the house at least. Um, Greg's mentioning the the warm uh, temperatures on there. Yes, uh, the, the temperatures on the uh, the 888. I mean, those are some of the things that uh, Juan Carlos has been talking about when when it comes down to gaming and extended gaming. Uh, you know, for people that buy or want to play games on their devices, or let's say you want to do things that are heavy, you know, drive the battery on the on the device and the performance. There's going to be some temperature, uh, you know, increases. Now, I'm not saying the whole phone is at that temperature. I want to be very clear. There are certain hotspots where the processor and and that's one of the reasons why you'll notice that the air cooler sits right in the center. Uh, there's even a small mat there that kind of is positioned ever so nicely straight on where the processor is sitting. Um, and they also did a different thing here where they split the battery. The battery here, as opposed to being what we've seen in the past, was a single 6,000 milliampere cell. It's actually two 3,000 milliampere batteries that are easily charged faster. That's one of the reasons why they did with the 65 watt charger in here. So keep that in mind. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Magic's asking me which which device or which uh, which device do I like the most? So far, I think in in the in the beginning of this year, at this point, um, I'm leaning very heavily to the Find X3 Pro uh, at the, at this point. The Mi 11 is also very much a fun device. Uh, they're very good. They're very fast. Uh, the Xperia 1 Mark II uh, definitely became renewed when we got Android 11 to it. So that also kind of works as a very nice uh, upgrade. Um, I do want to say, though, that the implementation of the display on the Xperia 1 Mark II is a little bit different than what we've seen with the Xperia Pro. It's obviously a function that you're able to use, but I feel like it's the, the process of using it on the Xperia Pro is definitely better baked into the process into the system. With the Xperia 1 Mark II, you need a device that runs a video over USB-C. And believe it or not, most, like the adapters that you buy, um, like you know the the MHL adapters that we use don't work backwards. They don't. In, they're not intended to be HDMI into a smartphone, and it doesn't actually work. So you end up having to buy a capture card or um, an HDMI to USB uh, adapter that are sold like on Amazon and different places. Uh, so it does need a little bit more, obviously. And the Pro does kind of justify itself the way it's set up. Uh, it's more streamlined again and better antenna management as opposed to the Xperia Five Mark II, where we don't have five G at all in the US. Uh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Let me double check. Yeah, I think I'm way, way behind. So let's see here. Navid's in there as well. Uh, why does Samsung not use Snapdragon instead of Exynos? Uh, I think the, well, I mean, so, so the, the straight answer would probably be Exynos is in-house. It's their baby. Obviously, they're going to use it on their devices. Uh, there's only two markets from what I understand, essentially, is the Korean market as well as U uh, US that uses Snapdragon. And at one point, it became... It was due to band support a long time ago. They basically the Exynos wasn't supporting the same band frequencies or the, the the band support for the U.S. markets, and that's why U.S. got Snapdragon. Now, for the longest time, that became part of what their selling point is in the U.S., so they stuck to it. They did release an Exynos one version. I feel like was the Note one of the Notes was released that was an Exynos model, and they quickly went back. I feel like 
why does it choose? I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I'm with you. Why don't you just stick to Snapdragon on everything? Why make two versions of it? Um, but I'm sure Samsung at some point in their in their setup or at least in their PR uh, situation, they're keeping the consistency in the U.S. because the consumers have gotten used to it. They don't want to bring in any of their concerns, any concerns that could potentially change people's perception of their device. Not to say that the Exynos is like that much worse. Uh, performance within prior to last year and this year, Exynos was actually pretty competitive. And I think Samsung is coming back. We see a lot of improvements with the 2100 over the 990. Uh, but it still hasn't kind of recouped to back where they were in the, I would say, the earlier days of performance comparison to the Snapdragon. Uh, at the, on a daily, honestly, though, I mean, unless we're looking true specific benchmark numbers, none of those things are going to really make a big difference in the way the applications are loading, uh, app the type of applications you're able to run. Uh, it's more so on the throughput when you're gaming, when you're taking a lot of pictures and videos, you're going to notice a little bit of a difference there. And at the end of the day, realistically, it's based on markets. Uh, and then the problem is obviously, you, it's not like you can import a Qualcomm and expect it to perform the exact same way because of the band support. That's one thing we want to keep in mind. Um, I, uh, I swallow come, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, there, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a super chat or some kind of thing in the, in where you are. Cause it looks like you're on the YouTube side, but I appreciate that as well. Uh, oh, Gary. Yeah. So uh, the Razer phone two got an update that's not a, okay. Sorry. Take that back. Security patch update. <laughs> not a, not Android 10. Uh, the Razer two gets pretty warm, uh, playing Fortnite. Um, and yeah, a fan would be, uh, would be wait for it. Cool. <laughs> I like Gary, Gary, Gary with the Gary with the nice delivery right there. Um, gaming phones are known to be warm there's not it's not going to be a big thing they're meant to run this way i mean seriously they push the hardware they push the configuration um and they they make it so that it's easier for you to run the you know the performance mode the balance mode or the battery mode so you don't actually have to run it in performance keep in mind I push it or when I'm running the ROG phone five, I go to performance mode and I turn up everything, touch response, touch latency, all of that good stuff in there. And that obviously will push the device. It's we're using it for what it's intended for the horsepower. So you always want to keep that in mind. Uh, see here. Okay. So I swallow, I really appreciate the, the question, but uh, please do not spam the, the chat. And uh, if you guys don't mind, if you spam the chat, that it's going to make it very uncomfortable for a lot of us and it doesn't help us a lot. But I, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, in there. Um, so 64, I'm Snapdragon 1. Pushkar, I'm not 100% sure if you're talking about just the sensor size. The sensor size isn't always the big story. So whenever we're looking at smartphones and we're looking at camera sizes, don't fall for the number of megapixels as a feature. 108 megapixel is not necessarily going to give you better pictures than a 64 megapixel picture, a 64 megapixel uh, camera or sensor. Uh, it all comes down to how the camera sensor is set up. If it's a, uh, the way it's basically uh, pixel binning, uh, quad bear, or whatever situation that's going on there. And it also comes down to post processing and how the uh, camera app actually processes these images. And so there's a big factor what you're getting here, and also how the you know the camera is tuned. Is it really running uh, the way it's supposed to, or is it held up? by software so keep that in mind don't i wouldn't necessarily buy it uh look for try to see for examples if you're always concerned uh wait to see some other people's comments some other content uh, videos pictures of, of this device that were posted and then you can make a better decision there to see how the camera performs so always always an improvement there um so i always love getting calls in the middle of my show but i cannot pick up a call you guys are important for me um 
let me see here. Okay, I think I'm going to that. That yes, Matt Tyler's in the chat, dude. Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Matt Tyler. Keep keep the swing, keep the hammer swinging. Uh, oh, Mohammed. Okay, see. Uh, oh, it's actually a really good question. So Mohammed's asking uh, a really nice question here. Since the Snapdragon 870 or the 888, as far as I know, the 888 was on the Mi 11s, um, and uh, Mi 11s Achilles heel as it overheats a lot during gaming. Hope the 870 is uh, going to be more of a stable SOC. It's absolutely. All I can say is this: the 870 is an 865 with a. It's a rebranded 865. There's no question. The thermals are going to be much much uh, better than what we get with the 888. The key thing with the 888, as you said it in, in your question, is it's going to be cooling. It's going to be accessories like these. For an extended gaming session, I feel like it's going to need to be something that we're going to need to actually keep an eye out and, of course, pay attention to. So is it, it was it an issue for me to play it for 25 minutes? If I was just going to play one match and walk away, I don't think it was going to be a big issue for me. Um, at the end of the day, it was more about when I was shooting the videos for like the two videos that we did today, uh, this week, uh, the five videos. Uh, the gaming session roughly goes about two hours, two hours or so. So I'm consistently jumping from one game to the other and playing long matches. So I'm trying to continue the whole thing to get the video, the B-roll or the the the, uh, the gaming, that two minutes or so video that you guys get to see literally takes me hours to produce because I actually have to play the whole games. It's not like I can just like, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't just copy it from somebody. No, I have to produce the content. So those typically generate some temperatures and it didn't really go that much higher than 100 and like, I think it was like a 111. The most I was able to get, it was like close to 120. Uh, but I feel like there was some kind of configuration. I'm not sure what it was about that game that did it because other games didn't get it that high. Um, but it, I, I would say look forward to the video again. Um, at the time, I, my air cooler, as you guys may have heard on Thursday show with Juan Carlos and Isa, um, I have a problem with my air cooler. I actually kind of damaged it uh, inadvertently. I don't know why or how, uh, but apparently I broke one of the pins on it. There's a, a series of pins on the air cooler. And by damaging that one one pin, obviously the phone wasn't recognizing it. So by the time I produced my content, I did not have a good amount of time to play with the air cooler. So I've since jerry-rigged it to kind of get it to work now. It does work, and that's why it sits on the phone and I don't take it off. So I've been using it with the air cooler the whole time, uh, kind of like a, interesting design but uh, let's go ahead and take a quick drink so aditya for sure um actually aditya do me a favor when you get a chance hit me up on Insta uh, on twitter or instagram and um hit me up with your um with your information i would definitely uh, i'll add you into the list i know i mentioned it last time but as you guys know things kind of go hectic and i forgot i forgot to kind of follow through with it um so yeah, the concept creators are saying, yeah, the Mark III will have a headphone jack, which is a big factor. Sony continuing this, um, other carriers starting to bring it back, ROG bringing it back with uh, with Asus. That tells you basically they're seeing the benefit of having this type of technology. Now, Sony obviously doesn't bring it back just for like, you know, to be able to use it for gaming. Sony uses it as an external audio source input so that you don't have to use your USB. If you're using your Xperia 1 Mark II, you can charge the phone at the same time as use an external mic connected to the cameras on the back when you're using the Cinema Pro app. Very nice and super functional. Like Sony's purpose of doing things on their smartphones are intentional. So those things are very nice. And uh, the fact that, you know, the, the Mark III is going to continue with that, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what they do with the cameras and what are the new features they're going to bring in. Uh, we haven't heard anything about it, right? We're in March. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think was it roughly around April, May, April, uh, like April, May, when we started to uh, maybe st see some actual main, main really like line of when, when it's going to come out. So I'm hoping to see more information about it. 
Um, I had a, a really nice time with Sony a couple of weeks ago or so. Um, at the end of February, actually, it was on the 28th, uh, where we were on the B Alpha show, and I was able to talk about the Xperia Pro, which was really, really cool. Unfortunately, you don't have the Xperia Pro anymore. That device had to go back. So, yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh, here. So, uh, Abib, uh, Abib, IBB, uh, sorry, IBB uh, 2009 says, what do you think of the LG V60 and then possibly getting uh, a successor to... Oh, hold on. Okay, let me read it on this side because it looks okay. We think the LG P60 and then possibly not getting a successor to think that uh, will be basically a downfall of the V60. So if if we have to look at the V60 in 2021, just from the standpoint of what it offers, right? It's an 860 processor, 865, 5G support, 5,000 milliampere battery, a large front-facing 1080p panel running at 60 hertz, a headphone jack, 4K60 across the camera systems that you get in there, great audio recording on it. Um, I think it's still a very good contender in 2021. The concerns that we're seeing right now is that we are in March. We are in mid-March roughly, and we still haven't heard anything about a potential successor. Uh, beginning of the year, we saw them tease the the uh, the, um, the LG Roll or the LG Rollable phone at CES. That brought up some excitement. A lot of us were very excited about that. And then there were some rumors and things, and we saw some internal memos and so on, things that were kind of going on. Uh, but we haven't heard much. So my hope is that that what's going on right now is that LG is working out their mobile uh, mobile game. I don't think they're going out of it. I don't think it's being dropped. I think it's literally maybe going through some reorganization, and we're we're definitely going to be able to see what they bring us. Uh, the V60 needs to have a successor because I feel like the V60 it was a such a strong return to the core of what people wanted out of this LG devices. Um, the headphone jack has always been there, but it's been basically getting better and better and better. Uh, they wanted a large front-facing display, uh, stereo speakers, true stereo speakers, not the boom sound as much. And I think they got all of those. And I feel like the V60 today still makes perfect sense. If you want to pick up a V60 in 2021, you're not going to be disappointed. Android 11 was just pushed out of it as well within the last couple of weeks. And without, with the only exception I would probably say is just do a full reset when you get that. It seems like it was a it was a good definitely update to get it into um, more modern experiences right now. Uh, but the question would be is is it going to be a downfall? It's going to be a little bit hard, um, and uh, it's going to be a little bit hard uh, depending on what they decide to do. Uh, Majid is uh, is leaving us as well. Have have a good evening, Majid. I hope you're doing well. Um, and oh, let me see here. Da, 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 concept creator. <laughs> uh, the Find X looks so good. David Burns in the chat, dude. I haven't seen you for some time, David. Hope you're doing well. Um, yes, uh, the, the, the Find X3 Pro or the series, just the original even Find X, um, it, it was just a massive shift from their original Find X series. So if you guys, you guys obviously know, uh, Oppo has been making smartphones for a long time. Uh, and the design changes every year has made it has made it into because you think of it this way like people will say they're not consistent they're not following their own uh, their own path well maybe that's their consistency we talked about that on thursday uh, this could be their thing their thing is to present something new every time uh, lg did it for many many years and we always kind of looked at it as says you know experiments and experiments but you know, Oppo brings in good experiments. Uh, the Find X3, the Find X2 from last year with the vegan leather initially was a different look than the first one. But lo and behold, it is a fast smartphone, large battery, super fast charging. Um, I mean, 
again, 65 watt charging on a smartphone is crazy these days. Um, you know, what we see with, uh, you know, here, even the ROG phone two jumped to the 65 bandwagon uh, and they're using the same technical uh, approach to it that we see with the Find X series, as well as what we saw, um, uh, you know, with other smartphones that use fast chargers. And that's the ability of splitting the battery, right? Two, it's 3000 milliampere battery, giving us that massive charge. And that's what makes the smartphone so unique. Massive 6,000 milliampere battery with the 65 watt charger. Uh, we do get the headphone jack that is really nice. And you get the whole, the cooling mechanism, the air triggers, uh, the customized UI elements, all of the cool things, and even the unboxing experience. If you guys are gonna get a chance to check out the video, uh, there's even some AR experiences with the unboxing where you're able to use the camera from the smartphone to get nice, different, unique things. I think the last time I saw that was when OnePlus did it with, I almost want to say the OnePlus 8, um, but I, it could be OnePlus 7 I, or maybe OnePlus 17. I, I, I won't, I don't want to be held for that, but yeah, uh, definitely really, really nice. Hey, Joe Hickey's in there as well. Welcome back, Joe Hickey. And uh, congratulations, Joe, for joining the design team over at the Across the Podcast. I saw the I saw the tweet this morning from that. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Joe does some really nice, very, very nice um, graphic uh, graphic stuff uh, work. And of course, great, great images. Please make sure to check them out over on Instagram. Uh, runs a couple of channels of really nice photography. Uh, but yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's really cool. Let me see here. Hey, Joe. Um, they burns. Oh, uh, IBB is asking: Is the Mi 11? Can you find it on? Can you find it on T-Mobile? Okay. So um, the question is: uh, The Mi 11 will work on T-Mobile. It will not support 5G. It's, the Xiaomi's phones are not intended or are generally not built with US bands in in, uh, in mind. So the band support for the Mi 11 that I have are mainly used for Europe. So I have a European model. Most devices that are not released in the US that I get, like typically Xiaomi or even Oppo, these are European uh, European models. So consider to be more of the international units because those are the ones that will work across the world. Now, does it work in the US? Absolutely. Can I get, can I get 4G LTE on the on here in the US? Absolutely. So there's no question there's that will, it will work. Um, it won't give you um, what I would probably say is maybe the uh, support for 5G, the sub six 5G that T-Mobile is releasing right now, or even the new bands that they are able to turn on with uh, the Sprint merger. So those things are not going to work because it just wasn't meant for that. That's the main thing you want to keep in mind. Um, it doesn't mean that it won't work great. It will. Phone calls, gaming, all of that stuff will work great. Um, you may get a better battery life because it's not on 5G all the time. But it, again, for what you're getting, it's it's going to give you a good experience. So hopefully that answers there as well. And let me see here. Oh, Oliver, uh, Oliver in there here. Uh, good evening. Good evening in Sweden, uh, in Swedish. Oh, good. Um, okay. Well, now I'm going to have to try to say it here. Uh, God, God, Gaktuvail, Gaktuvail. Okay, I'm butchering it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, how are you enjoying the micro lens on the Find X3? I do apologize, Oliver. I'm not trying to butcher the word. I am trying to read it. The only way to read it is basically God because of the way the English word says. So God, K Val, because of the A with the sign also, Gatkaval. Uh, uh, That's the only way I would probably, yeah, Gatkaval. So Gatkaval, hopefully that sounds right. And if it is, please let me know. If it's not, um, maybe don't mention it. Yeah, <laughs> or not, still let me know. Uh, for sure. Team Pixel, Joe, always, always Team Pixel, man. This guy is rocking his Pixel 5. Uh, and of course, um, 
Tarek. Okay, so Tarek's in there, Tariq. Um, uh, TK, do you have any news from the OnePlus 9 and the OnePlus Watch? Uh, so I'll say this. The OnePlus 9, we've, we've seen many, many leaks. Obviously, the Hasselblad co collaboration. If there's anything that I can learn from the Find X3 Pro is that the display, if it follows what it did last year, we're going to get really good when we, when it comes down to basically the front-facing display. We already had the 120 hertz. We already had the QHD. So they can only improve it even more. So that's going to be really nice. I saw some, um, I think it was this morning somewhere on the news that there was um, OnePlus Watch got certified through one of the Asian uh, uh, certification systems somewhere. So it looks like it's coming out in the Asian community. Um, I'm interested to see what OnePlus decides to go with when it comes down to a watch, right? Oppo's watch, the, um, hold on a second. So this guy. Let me see this one. Make sure here. So yeah, the Oppo watch that we get here. Um, this one has the 3100 uh, series. I don't think this is running the 4100, not the latest one, but um, Oppo released one last year. There was two models, right? There was the Chinese model that ran a proprietary OS. And then there was the international model that ran Wear OS. I think they're poised to actually have something very, very nice. From the leak that I saw, it didn't look like it was going to look like um, the, the, the the one I saw, at least um, that got certified. And I can try to find the article for that. Um, seemed like it was going to be more of a, a rounded watch, more closer to what the, the tick watch uh, runs. And that's going to be more the approach that I feel like uh, OnePlus is going. So at least that's some of the leaks that we know that are coming out. Uh, as far as the OnePlus 9 Pro or the OnePlus 9, uh, and then, you know the devices are going to be supporting Hasselblad. So that's going to be a big factor there. Uh, my hope is that they continue what they did with the OnePlus 8 Pro from last year with the cameras because we got some really good camera experiences on the 8 Pro. And we'll want to see basically what they do with the, eight, uh, with the, uh, the 9 and the 9 Pro. Um, now we had the wireless charging last year, so there's obviously a good insinuation to say that the wireless charging is going to stay. Um, co coincidentally, I don't know if anybody caught, um, Oppo this year took some of those, uh, I would say, uh, inspirations from OnePlus from last year, because the 30 watt charging that we had last year is what we have on the Oppo device this year. So we're calling it AirVook, but for the most part, it's literally the wireless charging that we get. It's a proprietary um it, the best way I can describe it is I think it uses a proprietary charger. It still supports, um, what is it called, the standard Qi chargers, but to get that 30 watt charging, it needs to use that charger and it works and it seems like it provides the same experience. So that's always nice and really nice to see. Um, my hope also is that we see the 65 watt charging that we saw on the 8T at the end of the year come over to the OnePlus 9 and 9 Pro. So those are going to be some things that we always appreciate. Having faster charging on top of having wireless, I feel like is, is like a literally a trump card. So um, the thing that made me appreciate the uh, the Find X2 Pro last year the most, and I swear to God, is the fact that I would run the device down to about 10% and put it on for about 30 minutes and I'm literally almost at 100%. That's how good. And I don't have to keep it on the charger all day. I can use it. The battery lasts for a long time. Um, the, the Find X2 really made me appreciate all of the optimizations that ColorOS have done here and what Oppo has to bring. And again, why I really like the Find X3 Pro. Uh, the micro lens is very nice and a very, very unique uh, experience there. Uh, Davin, uh, so David's saying uh, Qualcomm really only had the uh, the leg up in the GPU and the ISP. Yes, and the, obviously the triple ISP and, of course, the GPU with the Adreno 660 improvements that we saw this year is... Uh, that's generally where people start noticing the difference. It's like I said, general usage for the Exynos and the Qualcomm are very much compa uh, comparable because at the end of the day, we're talking, we're seriously talking about cars that are fast, right? We're not talking about slow cars. We're not talking about cars from 20 years ago. We're already talking about two fast cars 
And the reality is what we're getting at the end is we're nitpicking some of the performances at the higher end when we're pushing them, not necessarily when we're running them normally. If you're just running errands with it, you're doing normal things, opening, closing app, responding to emails, minor edits, uh, posting social media, all of the general things that we do that are not necessarily driving the horsepower. Those are the things that kind of go there. Uh, it's when you go for an extended session of video, uh, you know, taking a lot of videos, a lot of pictures, same thing, producing, editing. Those, those are when you start noticing the differences when it comes down to the performance there. But at the end of the day, my hope is that in the next generation, the later year of this year, maybe Samsung can start working on a, uh, you know, updated or maybe like a plus version of the Exynos where it addresses some of those concerns. Sorry. Let's see here. Uh... Joe, the new member of Across the Podcast. Uh, so so that does that technically mean that there's now two on the UK side and one on the US side? That means you guys are going to be looking for another person for the US side, Matt? Uh, hope, you, hope you're doing well, Matt. I, again, uh, <laughs> Gary, you flat. Oh, man, you guys are crazy. Um, uh, no, I don't know who Gary Minotti is. Uh, and I, Carrie, sorry, um, said the wrong uh, name there. Let me see here. Uh, let, the, the, let me see here. Oh, Donald. Um, Donald Dazina is asking, so between all of the positive YouTube videos and your chat community, it's hard to understand. A lot of people seem to to like LG. Uh, there's much, there, there must be more to this story. Um LG is as a, as a company when it comes down to mobile mobile their smartphone uh, business they're not known necessarily for their higher end models across the world they're more known for their budget line the K series uh, those typically you go them you go pick them up from a company let's say you know Sprint uh, not Sprint but like Mint Mobile or something like that they're generally a budget smartphone um, the approach to what you get LG is this. As a company, LG tries to provide great hardware. There's never a question that the hardware that we get from the V series, the, uh, the Velvet, the, the G series, back when we had the G series, we always got great hardware. They experimented a little bit. Um, what you see on generally on a lot of companies or a lot of tech reviewers when they're approaching this is they look at it as a comparison to specifically another device. Are you going to basically get uh, the exact same experience? Are we getting one vanilla flavor of across the, uh, across multiple devices? And at the end of the day, we have to understand that no company, no two companies are going to give you the same experience because then it, there's no point, right? If all cars gave you the exact same fastest speed limit uh, and all give you all the same standard model, uh, standard features on the car, you wouldn't have a choice to say, well, I want to get this car over this. It ends up becoming more of a look, right? So in that sense, when we look at it from what LG has to offer, they're not perfect. They have their challenges. They definitely have their challenges. Software, The software game with LG is definitely one of their weaker points if we have to kind of put out uh, like a look into it. So when I look at it in the sense of what does LG do, LG provides us great hardware. The V60 is absolutely a great example there. The V60 actually is a massive example in the right direction. Um, software did take them a little bit, but they did release Android 11. That was a big move on all three carriers here in the US. So the AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon variant received it. Um, but what you really want to appreciate and what you see here is that because the people in the chat and the people in the community that we have here, they're very much big supporters of LG because of what LG offers. When you listen to music on an LG device with the quad DAC that you have built in there, you appreciate the quality of the work that they put in there. Uh, when you're using their cameras and you get 4K 60 frames per second on all of the cameras, even the front-facing camera, that's something you have to appreciate. Uh, the speakers on there, the battery and all of those, those are the things that we appreciate. And at the end of the day, 
they still had a headphone jack on the V60, which most companies took out. So that's a big factor. So people that appreciate those little features tend to gravitate to the carriers or the OEMs that make them. And LG and Sony still are carrying that torch. That's one of the reasons why. Sorry, kind of the longer version of what I meant to say. Um, okay, let me see. Uh, let me hear, sorry. I'll put that one here. And one more there. Uh, yes, yes. I'm not sure what's going on, and I think Matt took a uh, took a break, so we'll have to we'll have to start kind of chatting. Okay, uh, Greg. Yeah, no, Greg, and then there. TK. Um, oh, here, Chemi's talking about the piece. So um, PKB talking about sensor size. The P50 leaks shows a huge camera sensor. Um, have you seen any of that? So I've seen some of the leaks. I didn't get a chance to dig too much, uh, too much into them with the P50s. I've been, uh, my head's been a little bit going uh, in. I've been wrapped around the, uh, the axle a little bit with when it came down to the the, the videos I've done this week. Um, P series is known for photography. There's no question that this is where Huawei will be pushing the limits of the cameras when it comes to this. So the question is obviously is uh, is it going to be good? Nine times out of ten, with the way Huawei has been doing for the last few years, I think yes, absolutely. I mean, if the uh, the P40, uh, the, the P40 did amazingly well. Uh, and of course, this is something that you always anticipated. So camera sensors, experimentations, Huawei, uh, it's a shoe in and there's no question that it's going to be great. Um, my question would still always end up being essentially is, uh, have they done a little bit more on the front facing experience, maybe a little bit better for the front facing exposures and videos on it. And I'm hoping that we're starting to see more uh, 4k 60 across, you know, get everything to run at 4k 60 and not trading the uh, treating the front-facing camera as a more of a, a lower 1080p, more resolution experience. Because even with the, the Find X3 Pro or even with the ROG phone, uh, 1080p is the most most carriers or most OEMs like to keep it at, which I, I like it. But then why are we boosting the, the the feature saying that, you know, that we have a 20 or 30 megapixel camera when we're only capping it? Give us the full power or maybe give us the ability of using those uh, those sensors for sure. Let me see. I think I'm really, really behind it. I need to kind of start looking into it. Uh, so the, yes, the 865 uh, with a small, with smaller clock on a smaller processor. Uh, I think you're probably answering somebody else, but the 865 does, uh, I mean, the overclocks, I think for the most part are like between you know, 2.7 to 2.8 gigahertz on the, on the multi-core options that they have in there on their fastest core, not on all of the cores. Keep in mind, they have the one fast core, two, if I'm not mistaken, you know, three mid cores and four uh, small cores. The setup architecture within, uh, within the 865 and the 888 are based on that. And the fastest was uh, where you got a little bit faster processors there. Let me see here. Uh, Devin, okay, yeah. So uh, the Find X2 Pro, OnePlus, uh, OnePlus 8 Pro, exact, uh, ex except the Pixel 2, great. Yes, I think so. Uh, oh, uh, DTS, yeah, sensor size using that sensor for software. Uh, the other one is the internal hardware as well, allowing the maximum uh, utilization of the sensor is another thing that's also a big thing. Uh, no one factor uh, can be used to determine the camera quality. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and but what you tend to see a lot of camera companies do is, uh, you'll probably end up saying basically, oh, we have 108 or we have, you know, uh, 99 or whatever. Um, at the end of the day, yes. Is it a flashy number? Absolutely. Um, 
a lot of companies now have done enough work that where most cameras can produce decent pictures, good pictures that you're comfortable sharing with your friends and family. So it's not at the end of the day that we're saying that the 108 is going to be a bad sensor, but it is literally a combination of many different parts of what they're using down to the processor they're using uh, and down to the pro post-processing software setup that they have in there as well to how those these, how do these images show up. Uh, so keep that in mind when you're looking at a smartphone and uh, the 108 megapixel sensor on the uh, on the Mi 11 was definitely a very good implementation for over what we saw last year. Um, and of course, I feel like from from the sense of the camera options that you have within the camera app, depending on the market that you're in, your your choice and your preference is going to be a little bit different. There's one thing if there's one thing I learned from the last two episodes that Juan Carlos and I did on the on the uh, on the best of our week is depending on the user, the functions in the camera are going to be very different. Uh, Trisha Herberger that was on a couple of weeks ago, not, not a couple of weeks ago, last week, uh, her approach to why she likes to use the, the Note 20, uh, the Note 20 Ultra and a Pixel at the same time is because that she, she likes the way the camera, the pictures come out of, out of the Note. That's a personal preference. That doesn't mean the cameras are bad. Um, Issa's approach to looking at cameras when smartphones is very much into the functionalities of the uh, the extra features that they include, why she likes MIUI cameras over, let's say, other cameras from other manufacturers. So those are the things we always have to understand that while we, as a maybe a, in, in a good senses here in the group, uh, love certain aspects of how the you know LG and Sony and, of course, other uh, companies' performances when it, when it comes to cameras, uh, there are obviously big markets for people that buy them. But the question is, um, do you at some point become so invested into one ecosystem that you no longer give a chance to everybody else? And I don't want to ever fall into that situation. That's why I always, even though I am a big fan of LG and Sony, I still check out everybody else. As I mentioned to you guys, the, X, the X3 Pro is has not disappointed. Has It definitely is an upgrade to what we had last year. We lost the periscope. That's a different thing. We got a telescope. Um, and I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. It, it doesn't really change that much of an experience. I was never very much into distant photography. I was very much into wide angle, uh, you know, standard wide, ultra wide, and of course, a little bit of cropping when I want to be able to get a little bit closer to the subject. So short answer, there's a lot of things to be said when it comes down to performance on cameras. Uh, you have to kind of pick the ones that work for you. So hopefully that works great. Let me see here. Uh, oops. Uh, uh, oh, Majid, still, hey, man, welcome back. Uh, uh, NIF2005, hey, man, welcome, welcome, man. Um, so here's an interesting question. Is 16 gigs or 18 gigs uh, required for a smartphone? Um, no. Uh, the reality is, uh, at the end of the day, no one program will actually run and use that much RAM. Android as an operating system, as long, I mean, what I would probably say is this. Um, we've seen this trend of increasing RAM support. I think if we if if Google can produce a smartphone that runs smooth and perfectly fine with six gigs of RAM, um, and they're capable of providing us one of the best experiences on a seven series processor, that tells you something of what happens in the background. A lot of times what you're getting, the devices that require more RAM in the background are because they're running more processes in the background that eats up a lot of that RAM. It's like opening up Chrome on your, on your PC you suddenly notice how much RAM kind of wraps up because of the way Chrome is intended to basically run. And especially if you're running multiple tabs of Chrome, your RAM usage just basically goes all the way, to, basically starts eating up RAM. 
I would probably say is 16 and 18 gigs are overkill. I don't think there's going to be a much difference between the two. Uh, the type of RAM on the ROG Phone 5 on both the 16 and the 18 are both the same LPDDR5. So they're not getting that much faster RAM as opposed to getting basically, you know, if you're not getting that two extra gigs of RAM with faster clock speed, you're getting the same one. UFS 3.1 on the internal storage, which again is the same. You do get more with the Pro and the Ultimate with the, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's uh, running 512 on them as opposed to the 256. Um, but I don't think 16 and 18, we're not at that point. Let's just say this much. Um, Samsung does it a little bit different with their devices. And I'll say it because, um, they typically have so much more processes running in the background on top of the fact that if you want to run decks, that's where you start noticing some of those things where you need the extra, I would say headroom. So, um, if you, if you've ever have to like, kind of like if you treat it like a cup, right? Let's say this is 12, uh, 10 gigs of Ram. You want to have at least two to three gigs open at the top so that you run those extra processes, uh, whenever you're opening them up. And then of course, when you get to the point where you're getting closer to it, you don't want to hit that limit. Uh, Samsung for the longest time kind of used to have that problem with TouchWiz back when the UI used to be referred to as that, um, they used to use up everything like they gave you more ram but they kept including more things in the background one ui has tapered things a little bit down i think 12 is a little bit up there 10 8 to 12 i think is still reasonable 16 is just way over and i feel like it's more of um yeah it, it's just like i said very specific cases that could even potentially come close but having more open uh, headroom above the for available ram helps you allow the system run faster 16 gigs doesn't really make a difference and 18 is not going to make, make a difference over 12. i think 10, 8 is still very reasonable for most smartphones uh and i think 12 is again consider that to be like the pristine the really nice sweet spot for a smartphone uh nif 2005 oh, good good evening man uh joe um uh in terms of gaming on the rg phone 5 uh, it's miles ahead than Find X3 Pro. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. When it comes to gaming on both phones, if I had to pick between the two, I probably will levitate closer to the ROG Phone 5. Purely from the customization function, the ability of having the triggers, those triggers actually become a very big part of your gaming experience once you have them right like i've played with the black shark before the black shark 3 i think uh that black shark 3 pro had pop-up buttons and when you're getting these type of functions and you get used to them playing PUBG without it makes it becomes a little bit weird like when i was playing it on the rg phone i was literally more like it's just two thumbs in the front for directional on the fx3 i have to actually kind of bring in everything because you have to claw back so it changes the mechanics of how you play games and i feel like for an extended amount of time for like duration like an hour or so i feel like the rog phone 3 would be more of the phone i sit with uh to play games i think that's why i gravitate toward gaming phones um rgb is a big nice factor also on the back when you're thinking about gaming obviously it's on the back of the phone doesn't really impact you uh, but the fact that we also have the internal or the uh, customization setup here that we have a USB-C and the headphone jack facing downwards. So an, an example would be on top, of obviously, the headphone jack. Uh, when you're playing games and your hands are typically cradling your phone on both sides, right? So there's no space for the headphone jack to come out this way without interrupting my hand. And if I'm using a USB-C to charge it or even play with an external display, this becomes a big factor. Having them both sit at the bottom is a big I mean, it's a big, really big win for me uh, when it comes down to functional things on a smartphone. Again, for gaming, ROG makes perfect sense. ASUS has been doing it and been doing it right for a long time. I would have loved to see, uh, you know, obviously the uh, Razer phones keep it up and work and do that all of the work there. But those are things that we have to understand that, you know, Razer is no longer there. 
ROG is still making the best experience, I feel like, when it comes down to gaming. And other manufacturers are still trying to catch up to that or provide us somewhat of an experience there. Uh, Black Shark definitely a very strong contender. Obviously, a Xiaomi subsidiary, um, and I'm hoping that this year Black Shark, do, you know, doesn't disappoint and delivers back on that, and we see the improvements that they're able to bring in. Uh, Red Magic is also a big contender in here, but I feel like Red Magic's approach is a little bit different. Um, they did the internal fan setup that we've seen uh, for many years now, which I feel like that's the right way of doing it. Uh, but I feel like still, like for some reason, ROG kind of just ever so nicely gives that that nice, really, like the gaming phone, the way I would think like the best gaming phone comes out, ROG still does it. Uh, the ROG phone too, consistent for the last two years, again, without the, the problem on the display, there would be not even an issue with it. Uh, still runs and uh, does a very nice job. Hopefully that, that makes sense there. Um, that, 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 oh, boom. Okay, I jumped. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Let me see if I can catch it. Uh, oh, Gary, <laughs> Jason's in there. Uh, hey, Jason, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Uh, hey, TK, I hope you're doing. You're having a great Saturday. Honestly, dude, I, I'm. We're having a great Saturday. The chat is very nice, very active this morning. Very happy, and I am as usual running behind uh, when it comes down to the comments as usual. Um, Oh yes, no. That, so Davin's about, talking about the, you know, he loves his V35 and the V50. We, I never got a chance to play with the V35 on AT&T here. It was a, it was a modded, not a modded. It was a special edition that was released only on AT&T. V30 was released on T-Mobile, I think, and on other carriers. But the V35 was later released on AT&T. Um, uh, Mr. Thro okay, uh, it says, um, are the rumors on uh, uh, of the uh, the rumors of scarce inventory on the global market is true for the p50 um this is it's a different thing so the, obviously rumors are are one thing um access to hardware is going to be if they're able to produce the content or to produce the device it's going to be um how do i explain this correctly I don't know if it is, if it isn't. So I'll, I'll state that right at the beginning but if i if there has been one thing that we have learned in many years of smartphone releases and announcements. Um, the scarcity of a certain item increases the demand for it and increases the anticipation for it. And what I mean by this is if you've ever, if you've tried to find a PlayStation 5, an Xbox One X, an Xbox X, or even try to find like even at the time when uh, the Switch first came out, scarcity and numbers always increase demand because you don't have as much. So, uh, the scarcity of something like this could help the the popularity of the P50. I'm not sure if that's going to be 100%. The question would be is uh, the likeliness of how many markets it goes into. Obviously, it's going to release first into the Chinese market. That's typically how Huawei performs. And then after that, there'll be a global launch for a global edition of that phone. Um, it's kind of the same thing with their with their new foldable, right? That that generally goes to a specific market. Uh, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see if that actually becomes a, a true scenario or not. Uh, Personally, I think it can only help if there is any little bit of a scarcity, because that again, as I said, the less the 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 less the less things of something that are available for us to buy typically increases or entices people um, to consider picking it up. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Let me see here. Okay, da, da, da. okay. Um, 
more RAM support, uh, more RAM makes sense for better desktop modes. So yeah, with David Burns, I feel like that's roughly about one of the few reasons that I feel like will help us. Um, as we come closer to the point, well, as we are at a point where smartphones processing is very much ahead of what we are needing, just for the general usage that most uh, that I feel like most general tasks need, um, I think, yes, we're way above what it needs. I think moving into mobile computing, getting those functions, like using your smartphone, like your here, um, the S21 Ultra or any of the uh, like LG devices and so on, and plugging it into a next stock and running it like a laptop. That is the reason why you would want to get a flagship. You want to be able to do more than just necessarily getting it and, and doing the typical things that you can perfectly do very well on a mid-range, right? You want to be able to get those extra benefits, those power, the, the, the processing, all of those things. Uh, now, the additional RAM will be very functional there because you do need, obviously, you're running the entire main UI, the main system on the phone, and then running a separate UI separately on a separate uh, experience using the output HDMI. So you have to understand that your phone doesn't stop working. Samsung does a very nice job with DeX. Um, and I think Huawei does even a good job with EMUI desktop on their smartphones. So you're getting a really good experience and you do need those faster processors and more RAM to make the experience smooth. So you don't see any stuttering, so issues of loading. The system can handle having that many processes running in the background. So definitely with you there. Uh, Jason's saying it seems like a rat race with somebody at it. Uh, I think we may be getting to a point where the RAM conversation kind of mimics the number of megapixels on the camera sensor. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll be first to admit I have 64 gigs of RAM on my desktop PC on my uh, in there, and I barely ever, if, if I've ever crossed 31, is only because I'm running Premiere, Photoshop, and Elements at the same time, and I'm trying to run Chrome with obviously all their management in there. That's the only time I've ever had where I've actually reached that much RAM usage on my PC. Uh, and the reality of the matter is, uh, yes, it, it it could be a number at some point. As long as they're using great or good quality RAM, they're running on the faster RAM, there's no reason for us to need 20 or 32. Uh, the reality is at some point we may reach it. I, obviously it's inevitable as we keep going further in, uh, in time. Uh, but the question would be realistically, how much do you need it when you're not using it to more things like you know desktop experience, rendering, editing, all of those things, for sure. Uh, Davin, okay, uh, da, 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 ergonomics 101. Prices go wise, so supply and demand. So uh, yeah, so Gary, Gary the Fisherman, I love it. Economics 101, prices, prices go up as supply decline in the absence of a one-on-one uh, alter yeah, alternative. So always, always supply and demand. It's it's part of how life is. So like I said, if the rumors are true, it could only be helping uh, Huawei's conversation. I, I do not see this as a problem. Obviously from a consumer end, it makes it a little bit more of a challenge, but I think, like I said, it, it I don't. I don't really know I, uh, if the rumors are true, or again, if this is again something going on uh, currently in the maybe a promotional or something like that. Let me. Uh... Oh, this one is a good one. Uh, Sahi uh, is uh, asking: Is um, so OIS or gim uh, versus gimbal camera or sensor uh, sensor shift? What do you think? What are your views on those? Okay. Um, it, it depends on how you're using your phone. I'll, I'll say this: the gimbal mode on the V6, uh, not the V60, on the on the LG uh, Wing, uh, is definitely very much a gimbal experience. This is literally a gimbal setup installed on a smartphone. Um, 
your best experience on your phone is going to be what you have in your pocket and what you're able to use whenever you need to use it. If you travel around with a gimbal and that's how your lifestyle is, then that's obviously going to be your best solution. There's no question. You already have the best experience because the gimbal definitely takes out the whole processor, not the processor, the, the need for an OIS or even good OIS on a smartphone. But if you don't, which is what most people end up walking, they're walking around with a smartphone, that's what's inside. So I would probably say uh, the best situation is OIS with EIS optima uh, installation on the smartphone for that combo. So compensate with the camera sensor. So the camera sensors moves, as well as the fact that you have software to also help you with the correction. That gives you the best experience of all worlds. So at the end of the day, that's how most I feel like will be the best solution. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with gimbals. It just that's such a big accessory to carry. I don't think you're always going to remember to take it with you. And that one time where you do want to get that uh, really nice, buttery smooth video, uh, you're not going to have the accessory with you. So you might as well have, I would say, bet on the phone more than you would bet on an external accessory. That's always going to be my conversation. Or at least my my the way I at least I look at it, the best way to look at it there. Um, it's a shame that you can't lock apps in the in that massive RAM on the ROG Phone Five. Uh, I think I want to I want to say that you can, uh, but it's uh, they also have a, a an app restart um, a mechanism that helps us as well. So let me go and do here. Ah, go back. Uh, Yes, so you do have uh, uh, what to call uh, uh, app locking in there to be able to use some of them. But there's a uh, there's a certain that's another thing that I also need to uh, test out because I think we've seen app locking from before, um, the ability of leaving RAM, uh, applications running in RAM. So when you have a lot of that RAM, you get that little bit of legroom there. Uh, so that hopefully that get hopefully that answers your question, Joe, right there. Uh, let me see. With two docs. Okay, so um, Leo's asking a question uh, regarding using having more RAM. Those are things that would definitely be more functional. Having more RAM to support a dual dock or dual functionality, meaning running the same standard OS and then running... It's getting more notifications. And then, of course, getting updates on uh, using it uh, as, a, as a desktop experience. And I should have shut off the sound. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize the... Uh... No, actually, it isn't. Oh, here it is. Notifications were on. Uh, but yeah, no, th those are going to be always be beneficial. That's when more RAM happens uh, is needed. But I think 16 and 18 are so much above what we normally use. I feel like 12 is more than comp. Like I said, I feel like 12 is the high end of what we need right now. 16 and 18, if anything, could be future proofing. But at least that's what you're getting the best situation. The entry level gets 16 gigs. That's crazy, right? The ROG Phone 5 gets 16 and the Pro and the Ultimate get 18. So way more. Um, I haven't had a situation where I've actually ran out of RAM uh, in, in any of the cases that I've done. Uh, but you can't play two games at the same time. So you can't really get that multitasking um, experience. And I'm not talking about functionally. I'm talking about the fact that physically paying attention to running two things with this. Uh, where it becomes very nice, though, though, if you use the uh, the dock, the, the one that Asus makes for their TVs, and you're running it like a gaming system. So they sell there's this gaming control that they, they I think it's Caillou. I, I could be wrong with the name. Uh, the Kaiju, sorry. Uh, and that controller allows you to play with the smartphone and you can dock it and use it on the TV. Those are functions that I feel like RAM would be more functional there to have those additional options to get it to run smoothly because then you're trying to mimic more of a, a basically like a, a, a Nintendo Switch type of experience. You'd want more to help you compensate for what you're trying to do. So hopefully that helps there. Let me see here. 
Gary. Uh, no. Uh, so Jason's answer a question here is: Does RG use a very heavy skin for uh, on top of Android? I think it's. I would probably say not as heavy as some. It's not as heavy as one the One UI. Let's just say that much. If you've used a Samsung device and you're trying to compare it, this is definitely a little bit lighter, um, and it works much nicer in the sense of the, how fast it is to operate and load things. Uh, the RAM, again, over 12, already way more than you need. And of course, with the 888, you're getting the latest um, LPDDR5, UFS 3.1. All of the things in the ROG Phone 5 scream speed, for sure. Uh, let me see here. I think... Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh... Okay, so Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci um, is asking. Uh, thank you first and foremost, obviously for the for the super chat. Thank you very very much. Uh, I'm thinking of getting the LG V60 for recording videos uh, for YouTube, uh, and um, and then does GCam work on it? So yes, GCam does work, but you don't really need it. That's the other thing that I would probably say. Uh, uh, it's based on the it's based on the 865, and there's many versions uh, and updated versions of the GCam uh, app. Um, video creation on the v60 is next level even to this day when it comes to recording video using this device i recommend you using the pro camera and the on the in there and using the camera sensors on the back and then get yourself a good microphone and run audio to it it's like a wired microphone even and you're going to get some of the best experiences in there so you can get personal audio on it uh, you'll get great experience on the back with the 4k 60 and then even if you don't produce 4k record in 4k and i say that because when you downside when you downscale images or from from videos like let's say you take a frame like this and when you're shooting the video and you're done and then let's say in the middle of it when you're editing it you realize like oh i want to punch in a little bit i want to crop a little bit that's where the 4k comes in and it helps you because then when you're producing it at 1080 you're able to crop in and get a 1080 uh, frame out of a 4k frame so those are going to be really nice things uh, and then, of course, the that the audio recording. Even if you don't use the outdoor, uh, the external mic, uh, the built-in mics on the V60 are very good. So even uh, the audio recognition is there. Uh, I probably wouldn't use as much on the voice bokeh though, because that tends to warp a little bit uh, the uh, the sound quality. I would go with straight recording and maybe do a little bit of cleanup on there with maybe with Audacity. It's a free software that's available to download on, for your PC. Hopefully that helped. But thank you again. Uh, Gary's in there. So I'll, I'll be shocked if Apple didn't press, uh, didn't pass along uh, the cost of higher components. Uh, but but uh, but they're saving money on uh, chargers and packaging, and maybe they have uh, the widget oh, in the wiggle room. So the question would be: Is yes, they are not only saving money in the in the charger component because they're charging you for it, so there's more income coming in. Um, they're able to ship more smartphones in their containers when they're shipping them from manufacturing over to the U.S. or to, to their market. So there's definitely an increase in in profits. I was going to say cost, profit. Um, so it depends on what they're trying to do, realistically. Um, oh, dude, appreciate it, Donald. Thank you very much for stopping by. Take care, man. And and hopefully you have a good rest of the rest of weekend, of course. Um, yes. Aditya, oh my God, Aditya, right on point right there. Recommend using an external mic um, and adding the audio um, onto the video post uh, with the V60. So his his approach is slightly a little bit different. He's actually recommending you using something like, um, 
not that you want to, uh, but if you do decide, let's say, to pick up something like, let's say, the Rode mic, uh, wireless mic Go, or even the first generation wireless mic. Now, the wireless Go mic 2 offers us the option of recording onboard audio to the transmitters. So this is the receiver, the one with the display. But once you connect it to your PC and update the software, it gives you the ability of doing onboard audio recording as well as transmission to the receiver. So you can record audio directly on the wireless Go and automatically uh, record it on, the, on, your, on your smartphone and then maybe edit it and replace it in post. It gives you a little bit of freedom to be able to walk around. So I think that's also one of the bigger factors. Uh, but yeah, definitely, Aditya, right on point there. I appreciate you jumping in with that as well. Um, uh, dude, Andrew Wallace, greeting, greeting, sir. Welcome, welcome, sir. And, uh, welcome back to the chat, hanging out Saturday as always. Um, conversation is going really, really nice. Uh, oh, hold on. I think I saw something regarding, uh, Jason's comment is, do you think the shortage of Qualcomm chips going to cause significant issues, um, with availability? Um, uh, the... Qualcomm chips are, are, are obviously one of the more popular ones in, uh, in most markets, right? Uh, at the end of the day, any kind of shortage obviously will impact price and availabilities. When there's not enough, people will have to buy more. Uh, and of course, the, con the material is going to be obviously of concern. We've in many ways become very pampered with the fact that we have, again, a release of a new chipset. Many devices are released. I mean, we're already in what, mid-March and we have quite a few 888 processors already come out. So the question be, you know, how can we can sustain this? Um, the shortage of processors, shortage of materials to be able to make these processors are obviously going to drive the prices a little bit. My hope is that it starts helping us focus on reusing and consistent, consistently using all of the hardware that we have. And it's supposed to just basically forgetting about a processor like the 870 is a great processor to work with. Uh, as you know, like I said, because it is an upgraded slight version of the 865, which is an architecture that Qualcomm has already had to be able to build on, right? They're not inventing it. This is just literally tuning an existing one. Uh, but anytime there's a shortage of material will always uh, impact us as the consumer because then those available hardwares or whatever they're able to produce are obviously going to be more premium. Um, the, the one thing I would probably say that even if we kind of put a mirror a mirror that over to the other side is um, the Find X3 Pro has a very unique, uh, and I'm going to, I would normally bring it up, but let me see here. See, okay. This design, and I do apologize. Oh my God. Okay. Too much dust, TK. What kind of, what kind of channel are you running here? here let's see if we can get this right so you can see it right there see this little uh the, the way the glass is set up around the, the sensor in the back it took them 40 hours to be able to produce one piece and it's not a high yielding uh process it's always going to be affecting it so what i would probably say is let's hope that they will find a solution to be able to make sure that supplies are there at the end of the day uh, yes the consumer obviously is going to be the one at the end paying for it because Think about it we're the ones demanding the latest and greatest we're the one asking for processors of that caliber and if materials are not there, it's going to be a concern. So I hope I hope we can figure, we'll find different ways or maybe uh, start relying on better recycling of older processors and maybe reusing silicon to be able to reproduce like the materials. I'm not talking about if you're using the exact same SOC, uh, but maybe better recycling would be also helpful. Um, Gary, I think is answering Aditya. Yeah, definitely. A road mic would be very, very functional. The only difference between the first generation mic, road mic, and the second one, the wireless go, uh, is uh, I think you actually, oh, sorry, I take that back. I think uh, Gary's talking about a standard road mic, um, road microphone, as opposed to the road wireless go. So yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll jump into that. Sorry. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. 
Aditya chilling with the road mics. Yeah, Aditya is really liking the road mics. I, it's they're very nice. They're very, very, very. Like I said, the uh, all three ROG phone videos and all uh, both of the uh, FX3 Pro videos were all recorded uh, with the Rode Wireless Go, and I plugged in one of my wireless, uh, my wired, uh, basically lav mics. So I was really running all uh, straight on the actual unit, and they are clean, absolutely clean, very easy, and. What I loved about them is they fixed the problem that I've been having for some time with my existing setup from Saramonic, which I need to figure out what it is. But I've been having a lot of distortion, a lot of uh, interference. Sorry about that. Uh, with with my camera setup when I'm recording audio, and I don't tend to hear it all the time. Like it'll happen at specific parts of the audio, and it bonks my entire section. Like whatever part, I would end up having to either go back and try to clean it as much as I possibly can, or try to basically replace it, and then that becomes a big uh, a big factor. Of what we can and cannot do there. So, always always understanding and appreciating there. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Good question, Andrew. Hold on. Uh, oh, here. Uh, so, Andrew says, do you think that the Sony releasing the external monitor feature for the Xperia One Mach Two makes it harder to justify paying for the much more expensive Xperia Pro? Uh, and let's see what Joe, I think Joe was trying to answer that one. Uh, good question, Andrew. I think the HDMI port and the build, uh, and, and the build is one of the, uh, the only things that the five, uh, the, uh, the, one of the only things, the the uh, the 5ii is getting that feature. So I'll answer both a little bit with that one. Um, so yes, the Xperia 5 Mark II is also receiving the HDMI input feature. So that's going to be available on both. Uh, and I do apologize here. Uh, so those are going to be ones available avail uh, on that. The difference in here, there's okay. So there's a little bit more into what we when we compare the One Mach Two and the Xperia Pro. The build quality is different. The antenna arrays are different. Uh, the 5G and ultra wideband uh, support is also very different. Uh, the ability of having 512 gigs of internal storage over 256 is also a different option. Uh, the fact that we have an external, uh, an actual dedicated port for the HDMI in is also another factor. And the last but not least is we also have a second programmable key that's present on the Xperia Pro. Now, does that when you look at all of these things, does that actually make the the price difference between the Mark uh, the One II as well as the Pro? Uh, I don't think that that really we can look at them in the same aspect. I don't think the Pro was intended for our for a consumer grade smartphone. It's intended really for more professionals. And I'm not trying to say that we are not professionals. I I like to think that we we all have a, a more of a prosumer approach to cameras. And even for most of my uh, you know usage. I'm in the in the actual uh, experience because we need uh, you know high grade good quality cameras like the A7S3. Uh, we need camera sensors and we obviously use them for work. But if you weren't making videos and you weren't in the in the same type of uh, you know need on a daily basis, I feel like the Pro is a little bit overkill in what it offers. Okay, um, the Xperia One II or Mark II with the new features makes it a very compelling phone now because of that feature as well as the Mark uh, the Xperia Five Mark II. Uh, keep in mind, though, that these features or these options that you're looking into here are really intended to be um, augmenting existing cameras, DSLR experiences, right? You're not going to be using this to play video games on it because you could just play video games on the phone, right? So those experiences are really intended to be more for those type of things. Uh, for me, the Xperia 1 Mark II as an external display for my uh, A7 III, not the S3, is very much a big win uh, situation. It's a 4K panel that mirrors the display exactly. And I can see when I'm in focus, I can see the, the actual whatever's on my display and all of those things are helpful. So the Pro is still gonna be where the Pro goes. And I think most people or most 
buyers of the pro will be more into the business side and field uh, field reporters where the xperia one mark ii will be more of what we normally go for and i feel like it's a good combination sony bringing it in here is very very nice um, i wish there would be more um first party hardware uh, made specifically to allow this function to work correctly because right now what's happening is most of us are trying to scramble to figure out what method or what process works the best uh, for me, the, um, uh, what is it called? The Atom, the Atom Mini that I have here worked perfectly because it connects to my PC as a webcam. The PC recognizes it as a webcam and then it controls all of the functions and it worked great when I did it in my demo. Uh, Juan used a different approach where he used something like the Elgato uh, Cam Link and that was used with the HDMI from my, let's say, A7S III or whichever camera and then using a converter over the USB-C. So it, it's going to work. The simplicity of what the Xperia Pro offers that's where reason why you're getting it there. And of course, I also feel like Sony is going to focus their support heavily to try to troubleshoot those issues more on the Xperia Pro than maybe we'll see with the Xperia One Mark II. Because I feel like it's, again, you have to know where the, where the setting is. You have to go into the system to turn it on for the app to show up. By default, it's not on. So it did not automatically show up with Android 11. Uh, plant cost can uh, exceed 20 million. Uh, Okay, uh, so ER here, let me see real quick. Uh, ER is jumping in with a large, a large semiconductor chip plant uh, can cost in excess of 20 billion uh, billions in there just to keep it, uh, to, uh, to kit it out. Okay, very expensive set of costs. However, in the EU, it's looking to increase market share uh, from 10 to 20% in 2030, by 2030. So those are big, big numbers. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope... I, um, after having the Xperia Pro twice, I had a really good time being able to use it twice. I had it initially to be able to launch it. And then because of the, the B Alpha show that I worked with Sony, they were letting me play with it for a little bit more. I started to see the, see the big difference between, the, between it and the Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, it's not just a different version of it. It truly is a different... Um, it's a product that Sony is truly making for the lovers of Sony photography and the simplicity of taking your smartphone when you're on the go with simple HDMI cable from your phone to your camera, and then you're suddenly, you're auto right there. You're on a mobile tech, you're ready to go. You can live stream, do everything you want to do from the phone. And it simply is that. Uh, Xperia 1 Mach 2 just takes a little bit more. Uh, da Davin David says, uh, Apple, uh, isn't Apple trying to bump uh, jump in into the German into Germany uh, even more with the chip fabrication for their own um, uh, modems as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, dude. Uh, <laughs> what I didn't realize is that we're already at an hour and 40 minutes. And I seriously, I swear to God, I thought we barely started like two minutes ago. It's like the, it's it's a fun chat. It's always a fun chat when, I, when we have a lot of engagement, a lot of people talking, a lot of questions going on. Um, I will say this much, uh, but thank you, Greg, for, for, the, for, the, for the recommendation. Um, I would say this, the FX3, the Find X3 Pro in, in a quick 60 second kind of summarization is um, it's an upgrade from what we had last year from the, uh, from the Find X2 Pro when it comes down to build quality, display quality, 10-bit uh, color, as well as the cameras that we get in here. So definitely it's a good improvement. It's a slight change from what uh, Oppo is having given us from before, but this comes out with Android 11, with ColorOS 11, and of course, uh, it gives us all of those features. So it's not 
it doesn't seem like it's planning to give us uh, that same periscope camera, but I feel like the microscope camera is very much an interesting approach that I more than likely will use over the, the lifespan of having this smartphone. So definitely a good choice if you're thinking about it or looking into trying to getting uh, the best of what Apple has to offer. Uh, the design definitely begs, especially with the mirror, the finish begs a case. So if you do make sure you get a good case for that. The ROG Phone 5, great gaming phone, great uh, thermal uh, performance over an extended amount of time when it comes down with the fan. I did get a chance to play with it since the video, the, the videos that I posted went live. And I would probably say, I think we should see that as an accessory that's included in the box. I think ROG should include that for the standard five, as well as obviously since it's already part of the, uh, the Pro and the Ultimate, or at least the way it's listed. So keep that in mind. I think that's the approach to look at. Uh, Asus is really making a very good push into what the ROG phone line needs to be. I think this is a true return to what the legacy, what ROG needs to, uh, to give us. And um, my hope is that we just keep seeing more and more functional things added. Uh, the 888 is a challenge, but again, Asus didn't make the chip. Asus is working with it. And I feel like the cooler is a good option for it for consistent duration-based gaming. And if you're putting your phone in a, in a case um, and you're playing with it without the uh, air cooler, I still think it's not going to be as bad for casual gaming and still be able to do some nice long sessions. Uh, and you can control a lot of the functions within the uh, the Game Genie uh, functionality built in to actually customize that experience, increase the touch responsiveness, the refresh rate, uh, play the, depending on the games that you're playing, also going to make that experience be there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we're almost at that time we're with the TKception. So if you guys would like to be able to start dropping those comments in there, we'll get that rolling. Um, and as you guys are doing that, I'm going to throw in the, my last bit with the, um, you know, obviously the uh, the wireless Go mic too. Um, Rode makes amazing mics. Rode makes it, Rode Audio is just one of the best ones on the market. I was a big fan of the original Rode. I didn't go for the Rode. I ended up going with the Saramonic model because the the approach that we got there was a two transmitter, one receiver. We had the blended audio. All of the things that I felt like what Rode was providing us, we got really good here with Saramonic. The wireless go to jumps over the next. It's like Rode decided to go not one step up. They wanted to go two steps up. The built-in audio recording, the automatic audio recording of having backup audio for a produce for content creation is a gold mine. It's just, there's no way to describe it. It's literally the best situation you want to do with something that is seriously, I mean, tiny. That's the trans, that's the one of the transmitters. And if I'm not mistaken, I think, oh, here it is. And here's the receiver. So seriously, these two pieces got my setup entirely working and it works with a smartphone. It works with a PC, with Mac and anything. So really they've done many many good things with it and i'm trying to put together the video hopefully for you guys to come out um probably monday morning that's my uh, that's my goal for it right now so let's do this um i think i if i'm not mistaken da, 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 let me see here let me da, da, da. uh okay so here uh <laughs> aditya as always uh kicking us off and i'll go ahead and share screen and let's do this hopefully we can do it right and now yes <laughs> It always, 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 timing is always going to be a problem for me. So um, thank you to everybody, obviously, for everybody joining us. Obviously, Aditya, thank you for TK Sepson, TK Bay, and TK Alpha Bay. I love, I like the TK Alpha Bay. That, that works really, really nice. Um, and uh, of course, Joe, uh, Joey B's uh, coming in. I hope you have a great time on your trip, man. Um, enjoy California. Enjoy the nice weather. It, 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 I'm not sure how, how much cooler it'll be, but it is running up cold temperatures right now a little bit. Uh, ER 1980, thank you, thank you very much. Always, always for the support. Davin Davis, uh, as always, uh, <laughs> uh, 
it play, oh, that's a nice one. See, Aditya plus Johiki for mods. Absolutely. Um, Joe and I talk a lot, and Aditya and I also reach out a lot. So I would reach out to both you guys uh, if you guys are if you guys are available, and if you're if you're willing to help, I'll be always always appreciating your support. Um, I realize I, I forgot. Um, I, I really forget the fact that uh, Matt is always busy, uh, and I realize that my timing of when my show goes up. So, but we'll have to see how that goes. And then, uh, TK, oh, that is a nice one. TK Super Saiyan hashtag TK Super Saiyan always. I I feel like I try to be Super Saiyan. I I, I aspire to reach Super Saiyan level, uh, but it's always a uh, it's always a challenge. You always have to kind of work at it. That's always going to be the the situation. Uh, Joe Hickey, TK Exception, TK Bay, TK Essentials. I like that one, of course, and the TK Alpha Bay. The TK Essentials, I think, is going to be a big factor, um, and I, I really like the the approach that we see there. Um, I'm also kind of debating if I should start, like, even though I produce the full content part of the video, but maybe break out those separate videos, like take small clips of the big video and produce those as smaller segments, and then still s release those as uh, you know supplemental uh, content for for the main video. Um, let me see. Okay, Oliver in there, TK Exception as well. Uh, Skal, oh, TK Exception, Skal from Sweden. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. And oh, look at that. Look at that. Thank you very much. Gary the Fireman with a super chat. Very much, very, uh, beard, beard game is strong. Uh, thank you very much, man. Always, always. Uh, Fat Produce, Andrew, of course, uh, in there. I, I'm like clicking different ones. Greg, thank you very much. Uh, Andrew as well. Uh, and everybody actually kind of just joining us at Aditya, of course, uh, the Su TK Super Saiyan Bay. Um, I, I always really appreciate you guys not only taking part of your day uh, to hang out with me, but, uh, you know, engaging. And, and of course, you know, we see each other on many, many different chats, different, uh, uh, you know, different uh, streams, different channels, different, uh, different content. I mean, on Mondays with the SGGQA um, on, uh, you know, on the best of our week, always uh, and everybody. Um, uh, er is actually commenting tk you should do more shorts uh, i i want to do more shorts i really want to do more i the the first few that i've done i'm trying to figure out what the what the maybe i'll do this i'm going to reach out to e, uh to isa isa's been doing uh shorts a lot more successfully than i am and i want to find out what am i doing that is maybe not hitting the right spot um on some devices or some things that i've done it it, it took a little bit but it did it did actually do so, uh, very nicely but uh, the S on the uh, S21 unboxing that one didn't do at all, so it I was kind of weirded out. Uh, I wasn't 100 sure of how I guess maybe to make it sure that that, that it was working correctly, but I will I will I, I like the shorts a little bit more, uh, and maybe those are also easier because uh, much simpler to consume and within 60 seconds focus on one specific feature for a device and then release them uh, in that manner. So definitely for sure. Uh, always always, um, Sharma is in there as well. I, I appreciate it. Uh, Yes, yes, TK. Lever leverage, leverage the shorts, uh, some fun community building uh, activities, of course. Uh, but yeah, no, you guys, seriously, the, the TK Essentials, I did not even remotely even come close to thinking of putting that together. So the Essentials or the videos, though, that series is going to be very big. And like I said, my goal is to build on that. Uh, so maybe even do like, you know, like... Um, an example, the Find X3 Pro micro lens, um, the essentials or TK essentials, hashtag TK essentials at the end of that. That could also be a new series that we do um, for shorts. Those will be really, really nice, very easy to, to, to build up. Um, with that being said, we're, I want to say again, thank you to everybody. Uh, oh, dude, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Joe, always appreciated. Uh, I'll, I'll, hit, I'll hit you up on Instagram later on, of course, and we'll get everybody uh, set up. 
Um, I do want to say thank you very much for everybody for hanging out, uh, spending your time with us. Uh, keep it keep it locked in for tomorrow uh, because um, let's just say this: Matt and Sam have a very very cool cool guest coming in. Uh, if you're not familiar with Val, uh, we obviously I'm sure we guys have all kind of interacted with her at some point or another on Twitter, uh, but she's obviously uh, very big in playing Warzone games and so on. Um, regardless of you know her primary job i think if i'm not mistaken uh working at samsung uh but i think it, uh, they have her tomorrow as a guest and they're and i'm trying to seriously push for making it into a war zone live stream like literally run an hour game between all three of them and they're talking like they're chatting and doing the interviews and, and talking and a whole bunch of stuff but i don't think it's going to work but i would love to see like a make it into a gaming session uh so yeah uh Oh, okay. So maybe I'm mistaken. Okay, I take that back. Aditya maybe is correcting me. I, I, I thought I read it that it was going to be tomorrow, but I could be wrong. Uh, Val is on the 28th. Okay, so take that back. Take that back. Tomorrow still show is going to go. So please make sure to catch them. But it it is going to be a game. Uh, so Val will be there a week after next. So if that's uh, for for sure for sure. Uh, and uh, I played with her a couple of times on uh, for Warzone. Great, uh, really, really good, um, you know, gamer personality and loves basically just having fun. And I think uh, it's going to be a great show between all of them anyways. And of course, the SGGQA on Monday. Uh, just average Joe tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay, so tomorrow is Joe. Uh, my mistake. So tomorrow is going to be Joe. And uh, uh, next week, it'll be uh, it'll be Val. Yeah, so sorry, Joe. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a... You know, so Joe and I—I've seen you every once in a while on on, um, on Warzone, and I haven't had a chance to hit you up as much. But I think we need to set some time between you, myself, and uh, and uh, uh, Matt, and try to get some games under our belts, uh, and to try to you know ramp rank rank up to you know to that level. So we'll ha we'll have to see how that goes, uh, <laughs> David. Uh, but anyways, thank you very much for the support. Be safe and stay safe. Um, and as I always say, kind of connect with somebody, say hi to somebody, contact somebody you haven't talked to for some time, and hopefully um, things are going to get better and are getting better for you already. So if you haven't seen that, hopefully just understand that the light is getting brighter and we are getting closer to somewhat of a new normal and things kind of working out. Even here in LA, we're starting Monday, they're going to allow partial indoor dining. That has been out for a year, literally over about a year now that we haven't had that. So it's a massive move, but hopefully in the right direction. Okay. Uh, with that being said, take care. Again, I'll see you guys next week on another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech, but and, and probably even on Thursday with the best of our week with Juan uh, catching up on a lot of other other things going on in our best of our week. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> bye bye, everybody.